Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rounding the Earth podcast. Rounding the Earth is a popular newsletter series published on Substack, written by applied statistician and educator Matthew Crawford. Topics of discussion range from critical analysis of conventional wisdom to Bitcoin and everything in between. And of course, more recently, the COVID-19 pandemic. Our goal is a careful examination of important topics and perspectives shaping the world that too few people talk about. Subscribe to Rounding the Earth on Substack, Rumble, and YouTube, and now Rockfin, to join a burgeoning research community and to help us unflatten the earth. My name is Liam Sturgis. I am a musician, music producer, and writer-slash-editor coming at you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and I will be your host for today. But as always, it's not just me. Please allow me to introduce the author of Rounding the Earth and my co-host for the show, Matthew Crawford. How are you, Matthew? I'm good, thanks. Um, yeah, so we encountered some technical difficulties, uh, <laughs> most of which I'll just go ahead and say are my fault. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, strange, strangely, um, for some reason, uh, the, the studio wouldn't accept my login credential. So we have to figure that out. Yeah, there's, there's also the, the oh, what I was going to say uh, before we, we got it working and, and got going is, you know, the fact that we have people who are asking, when does the show start? Or, you know, we want to watch this. We want to make sure we have the right time. And we don't miss it. That shows we have people in the audience who care and who are excited for, you know, our discussions to happen. So that's called a good problem to have. So we're always going to do our best to get you the show that you want. And when it doesn't happen, again, just blame me. Um. So we've got a couple of really exciting guests today and a topic that excites me personally very much. So I'd like to go ahead and introduce Brayden Daggett and Tonika Todorova. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us, Liam, Matthew. Nice to meet you, Brayden. Nice to meet you. And nice to meet Matthew. And nice to meet you. Guys. Well, I, I know Tonika pretty well at this point. Uh, Tonika has, uh, has been with Operation Uplift for over a year now. Um, you know, very nice to meet you, Braden. Uh, and, and, and I understand that uh, you and Liam go back a number of years playing music together. Yeah, we do. Yeah, do you let's we can go into some of our backgrounds and explain why we're here. But very first, for those who aren't familiar with your guys work, uh, would you mind introducing yourself? Uh, and uh, and then we can go into maybe why we're here. So Braden, do you want to start? Yeah, well, I'm a music artist. My name is Braden, but my uh, my project name, kind of pro project name, used to be rapper name, now just project, is from Ash and Dust. And um, yeah, I've been making music since I was, you know, 13. And yeah, I met Liam in 2016 and uh, everything everything kind of changed from there. We uh, I started uh, going about making music a little bit differently from then and was able to step outside of just um, a typical uh, rap background and able to actually make some make some melodies make some <laughs> make add some uh, you know some rock some folk some all sorts of elements and uh, yeah I've just been doing that ever since just been having a having a fun time making albums rock on and how about you Tonica do you want to give us your background uh, yeah I uh, I was born in Bulgaria I came to the states when I was coming of age and it was at the end of the communist era so I saw the fall of that um, and of course 
come, you know, two and a half years ago, I thought, uh oh, I was seeing all the signs and um, which brought me kind of to where I am here. But otherwise, throughout the years, I've done theater since college and I um, started a theater company called Silent Theater. And we did this um, experimental physical movement type of um, creative performance. And so I stayed with that ensemble for a very long time. Um, and then two and a half years ago, everything shut down in Chicago. And uh, I see, I saw that a lot of my colleagues felt very differently than I do about what's going on now. And uh, I started a Substack to get some of those thoughts out. Well, you guys, uh, you're, you're both artists, I think it's fair to say. And Tonica, you described a couple different forms of art that you, um, you use to, to discuss uh, various, uh, some controversial topics, but all important. Braden, um, with, with rap and with broader music um, projects in general. So, Matthew, do you want to introduce what was the idea behind today's discussion um, that, that, that brought us the artists? Well, you know, I started collecting uh, links, uh, and, and I, I wish I'd written the article before now. But you know, there's so many important things to write about. But I just started uh, when when I saw Muse. You know, Muse is just a huge. I mean, they're one of the world's you know giant shows. You know, giant uh, musical acts, and and they put out a song, and then I, I I was like, I wonder how many other people have you know put out songs, and yeah, you know, I'd seen a couple of rap videos um that that were sort of you know pushing back against uh the, the sort of fascist um circumstances that we seem to be under right now um and and I, I realized just how many there were just you know dozens and um and and, and yeah tonica a few weeks ago uh <laughs> yeah she picked one of my one of my favorite songs from uh from childhood when i really started listening to music and uh you know it it, it it's a great rendition of Mad World. Um, I, I don't know if you've got that one queued up for today, but uh, you know the, the more recent one, I, I didn't know if you're going to show that, but I, it, it just seemed like there were a lot of people speaking and we, we should notice that. When, when this many artists speak, you usually don't get anything like political unanimity. You don't get, um, you don't get pushed back against the left you know, speaking in a political sense, though, I kind of think that the that the entire idea of the axis of the wings is is almost absurd. It's really just, you know, it's perpetuated to string people along narratives as much as possible at this point. But, you know, just a lot of things that we couldn't see. And, and you know, what? I'm going to go ahead and share this on my screen right now. Um, a, a friend of mine started putting this together. She collect, she's collected almost 200 songs in a playlist called Do Not Comply. That's a lot of artists speaking out. I don't think I've ever seen 200 artists speaking out on the same topic ever. Or at a minimum, certainly in such a compressed amount of time. You know, like I could imagine back, uh, uh, like certainly anti-war or anti a certain American president. You can go back and find many examples, but those are over the course of the entire span of an event. Whereas the current set of, you know, uh, however you'd like to describe it, uh, uh, oppression, um, tyranny, perhaps has, it's, it's, it's a very isolated, you know, starting in March, 2020 up till now, you have sort of an arbitrary window of time where over 200 people have now come out and done this. So it is quite impressive. 
Um, I wonder what makes this time different. Uh, what what does make it both so effective and powerful when people do stand up, uh, and what makes it so that less people are standing up? Like what what makes it special that people have? You know, I was looking at that playlist when you posted it, uh, Matthew, and I and it just kept going and going and going, and I had the exact same thought, Liam, and and then I thought, well, maybe these people would have spoken up back during you know this is this is the issue of our time but maybe during the war these will be the people that were speaking up against it as well mm. um yeah i don't know if there is a specific trait because we're so different uh but maybe people who don't feel so uncomfortable being an outcast and and, and ostracized by their community people who move a lot i think in operation uplift we had that conversation people who or transit a lot and didn't have a very stable environment might have seen the signs of this before other folks. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I have a couple of songs each of you guys pulled up. And because, Matthew, you mentioned the uh, Mad World rendition, how do you guys feel if I, uh, if I play that for you guys and we can all listen and get a sense of what we're talking about? Let's do it. Sure. Okay, here we go.
That was good plug at the end there too. What a what a powerful piece. Um and how like it's very dark, but not your contribution. The situation is very dark. Yeah. I I got a, I got emotional there, not gonna lie. That was uh like man, the that second verse I mean of the of Mad World, like that hit so different in 2022. Like it's the same. <laughs> it's, it's funny how certain songs it's like the same message, but um it, it like in, in today's context, it's just like wow yeah like <laughs> like the, the you know the kids going to school and the masks the you know the the temperatures and just all of that stuff is like yeah like so isolate that that feeling of the isolation that the isolated child in school <laughs> you know what better what better you know time to be singing about you know that as a as a wow <laughs> yeah and, and speaking of isolation i i feel like that's that's part of what's going on here which is that we have this sort of inten intentional isolation so that none of us all see all of what's going on. We don't talk about it enough. People may have some sort of a doubt as to what it is they're actually seeing until maybe they experience a moment themselves where people aren't going out as much. Everything's more expensive. Um, you know, people were, were told to stay home for so long. Um, I'm, I'm going to share this. Um, something that, that made everything more real to me when, uh, when I, you know, I'd been worried about the vaccines. I, I really didn't know exactly what to think until around, well, yeah, I still don't know exactly what to think. Middle of last year, though, I had started to think that the vaccines were killing people, and I'd done some analysis with Steve Kirsch. And uh, my wife and I, um, we hadn't gone out to, to eat much. So, you know, we were cooking most of our own food. We went to one of our favorite restaurants, and we're sitting there eating at the table next to us. A uh, little girl, looks like she's probably eight years old, um, she collapses in her chair and her mom is trying to revive her and her mom is realizing something's wrong. And her mom said she was vaccinated five days ago. Okay. And we, we, you know, we hear the conversation because they're right next to us. And, uh, and the, the family picks her up and carries her out the door. And, um, you know, like we just, you know, we don't know if she lived, we, you know, we don't know what happened, but, um, you know, we, when you see that and you see, you know, right in front of you, it, it becomes a different thing. And so, you know, people are wondering, am I the only one who knows someone who has had a stroke? Am I the only one who knows somebody who died who was 38 or, you know, um, it's everywhere. And so, that, you know, the, the, the artists, um, you know, they, they can be the voice to help people connect, uh, you know, going into people's homes and, and, you know, seeing all that. So, you know, thank you guys. Yeah. You know, it's the most hardworking thing is seeing the kids because they didn't really make that choice for themselves. Um, and I think parents, you know, the true crime is, is outside of having no informed consent. Mm -hmm. They conscribe their kids to do this. Um, it's, yeah, it's really difficult. I can't, you know, I can't even imagine having in front of me, Matthew, the way you did at that restaurant. Hits me home because I'm a mom and it's like, what? Now, uh, I there's a song that I want to uh, play that that is of, of Braden's in a minute. And it's a completely different direction. But before, before it's a happy direction. It, it celebrates an aspect of what's going on in, in, in the, the pandemic era. And it was it, it's very joyful, um, both to have, you know, participated in and to listen to i think but 
this song, like Sad's World, I can only imagine was difficult to make. Uh, and, you know, you had not only not only uh, thinking about what it all means, but putting together those clips of people who some of them are dead. Others, luckily, are not. Um, and having to sing very beautifully and very somberly about the like the like I said earlier, the darkest situation one could find themselves in uh, as a member of humanity. So what what was it like doing that, like the process of creating it? And why did you do that knowing, I, I, unless I'm wrong, knowing that it was probably very emotionally challenging to do it, to, to you know, to create this? Well, you know, it didn't start out the way that it ended up being. So um, in the Operation Uplift group, we were, um, we had this kind of challenge that maybe we would do a parody of a song. So it kind of started off as a uh, internal challenge. Um, and I did the song on a ukulele. I'm not a singer. I'm a, a theater background. I don't even really rarely get on stage. I, I'm a theater director and I write plays. So um, singing is not my forte. Uh, playing an instrument is not my forte. I picked up the ukulele because I bought it for my son's Christmas gift. And he was like, I don't know what to do. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll teach you. But I, now I have to learn myself. And so all of these things are elements. I'm bringing this up because I feel sometimes life lets you know you're on the right path when something is effortless. So when you challenge too much, when you toil away and it just degrades your spirit personally, and, I, and I'm sure, Brayden, you can attest to this as a musician, as an, and, and Liam too, as an artist, you know, if you're having a little too much trouble and not enough fun, there's, um, you're not on the right path, really. Um, so I put up the, the, the song and I thought that my singing was so appalling that I would just put video to, <laughs> to it. Um, and I started working on it. And the more I got into these images, the more emotional it became for me. So um, I think that maybe the manipulation of video is what makes it that as opposed to my rendition of it. I didn't really change the words all that much. Brayden, you're right. I, I've used almost entirely the entire song except for a word here or there. And it's just so apropos, just like a lot of artists out there. Um, yeah. And the final product was I, I put it up on Substack and then somebody saw it and gave it to somebody else and they shared it and all of a sudden it had, you know, 17,000 views on YouTube and I, and I was really taken aback. And then the video got censored. So <laughs> all the right but signs that we we're on the right path. Yeah, but exactly. is, isn't it still on YouTube? I thought that's where I, I got it. Yeah. So funny enough, uh, I posted the original video and it had a clip in there that somebody immediately on Substack flagged and said, you didn't do your homework. This clip is not of a, you know, it's from 2013. Or oh. And it had a few thousand views on it, but I thought, you know, we have to keep integrity as much as possible. So I changed out the clip okay. and I reposted it on YouTube and the first video got censored. So the few thousand folks got, you know, that got eliminated, but then the 17,000 folks still stayed on. So the second... Was it the first version or the second version that went viral? The second version. The second one. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, let's 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 take a, a bit of a detour here. I'm gonna play a song. I didn't run this by Braden. I just sort of arbitrarily chose this. But I, I I'm gonna play this. You, what's that, Braden? I don't even know which one you're about to play. So let's very go. good. And and so let's listen to it. Let's watch. It's got some visuals. Um, it's it's gonna be completely different than the one we just heard. Um, but I think it's also equally interesting and important. So we'll discuss it afterwards. Um, so 
Here we go. When my headset sailed, I was in the shallow end. I didn't think about the wind. If it ever capsized, don't bail. Got a gin up on the water, man. I think I touch the bottom. If you never need to swim, then you don't need a boat. If you never need to win, then you don't need a job. If it doesn't make sense, you're finna need both. Just to go with the road, with the flow. I know, so you know what? I'm taking it on. Feeling like a watchman waiting for dawn. Every single voice keeps saying I'm wrong, but I find a short pier to take a long walk. It's not gonna be me. Get us swallowed up in the sea. I'm throwing my mat from the top of the mast as I scream. You know, here's to a whole new view and skies are blue from my pier. And an unclear skies, and I see a blue behind blue eyes is an evergreen. And the waves are filled with reverie, and the sails are my only enemy. And I'm in a belly rough, but let them be. Uh, but they would be a mutiny if I don't hang loosely, acting like a captain. It'll work out so beautifully. I'll keep doing me, keeping out for what happens. So I'm not gonna change my mind. I don't ever wanna say goodbye. My love of life is greater than my fear of pain. I'm not down forever. I'll be up again. I remember who I am whenever you're near. But to range your dreams and see clear. If only the only can see me now. I ain't sitting around. You can't keep me down. Now. Here's to a whole new view when skies are blue from up here. Here's to clearing my brain, seeing the way way more clear. My face to the waves and wind with no fear. In my cloud and I'm never coming down yet. Here's to banking on hope, banking on the rope with one hand. Here's to flying before I see the shore and hit land. And I know I can fall, but I'm taking action. Never coming down, never coming down. Yeah, we're you guys <laughs> man yeah <laughs> i remember that it's so funny because all of those clips um uh we made that whole out al- like this whole album um during the lockdowns like during uh that period of like 2020 2021 it came out uh um like march 2021 mm-hmm. uh, so like looking back on all those clips it's funny like to to see like you know it's just like we were just 
like having fun, celebrating life, like just like so like just being goofs and like all this stuff is like, you know, that's that's the idea. Like the world was, you know, in such a state of like, oh, I don't know what's going on and fear, 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 like all this fear mongering, right? And you know what? Like that that's that that's still like that this is why this is why we do this because music brings out the joy music brings out like that that celebration and that's stronger than the fear that's stronger than the fear that's out there that's the biggest message of the uh of the song i think and now the reason i picked that uh is because like you say it it the video showcases uh the time in which we were making it you see you know me with a mask on you have a mask at a certain point dylan who is the drummer um, for for one of the songs on the album was there with the mask on, and there's all these little reminders of the time uh, that 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 we made it in. And um, what you don't see is the conversations, of course, happening in between, and the, you know, asking each other like what is going on, uh, and the having the disagreements about what we think is going on. Um, so, Braden, can you contextualize? Like, I, I think the song itself was written prior to the the covid you know the, yeah. the like it's it's not necessarily directly about that but can yeah. you talk about how did the process uh change because of the lockdowns because we in vancouver had some pretty serious restrictions that i think a lot of people in the states never had yeah um can, yeah can you talk about that how did how did that affect um the creative process the intended outcome all of that yeah well yeah it's it's true all those songs uh how, how we've always gone about it I, I i write all the lyrics i i write everything like ahead of uh um ahead of time and then i i have a whole you know the whole like basic uh you know thing uh planned out before i even come to liam so everything was written long prior to covid like 2018 2019 uh and we had started the album prior to covid but um i was living i was living uh in a city Kamloops uh, is much farther, it's probably three hour drive from from where Liam was uh, at the time. So um, it was actually the lockdowns that brought me back home because school went online. So I came back home um, and then we were like, what's going on? Why, what, you know, our lives just completely got disrupted. What do we do? I guess let's meet up and make, can we meet up? Are we allowed to meet up and all that? You know, <laughs> let's, let's, I don't know what else to do. Let's just keep making this album. I guess we can do it in person now. Uh, so um, yeah, that that's, that's kind of what uh, we took off. And yeah, like all the discussions around like um, what was going on at the time. I, uh, I, I called myself kind of a closeted conspiracy theorist at the time. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I, I had I had ideas about what was going on. I was like, hmm, do you think like all this stuff that I've been kind of like keeping my eye on is actually true? I was just kind of just kind of watching it for entertainment purposes, like, you know, all the all the classic uh, Illuminati conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff. And um, starting to I, I'm just like I'm I'm exploding with this information. I'm like, no, no one's talking about it. And I'm trying to talk to Liam about it. And uh, yeah, as the, as the months went on going through that, um, the album, uh, creating the album phase, <laughs> tensions tensions started to rise. And I could see that we, were, we weren't seeing eye to eye for a little while. Uh, and it was like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm crazy. I guess I should keep my mouth shut. I guess, uh, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, just as time went on, 
uh, we met a, a good friend, Fudge, and 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 uh, others who started to, you know, uh, I started I started just talking to and realizing, no, I'm not alone. I'm not I'm not crazy. Uh, there's other people who are are uh, having similar ideas or at least questioning things, at least having different ideas than the mainstream narrative, and uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the, the combination of the mass media and uh, and the social pressure, that term conspiracy theory is one of the, you know, it's one of the most awful terms ever invented. The, the constant castigation and, and coupled yeah. with the mass media, right? Coupled with the ability to manipulate however it is the social media is served up, all these things. It, it makes you think that there is a, a more unanimous vibe. And there, there's a certain number of people who wind up just going with that. Like, um, you know, we do look around. We are very mimetic animals right um we we do look to each other to to ask what's normal um and and there's a certain amount of that that that's perfectly normal and reasonable the reason we do it is because there's there's evolutionary you know pull to you know to seeing what it is that other people perceive is going on but um it gets hacked and, and it's been hacked and it's never been this hacked here's what, mm -hmm. here's what will surprise me though in a lot of the fields science and, and academia, you know, what's normal is, is, you know, the accepted norm, but in the entertainment business, I would venture into say that norm, things that are not normal are a lot more accepted. Yeah. Artists have always been a little bit more of a pioneer in, in popular opinions. So it really surprised me that we were so rejected so loudly by the entertainment community. And this happened in theater, it happened in film, it happened in music, it happened in with writers. So it wasn't one isolated ex experience. You know, yeah. um, I, I, have, I have believed, I've seen the evidence as it has emerged. I've, you know, come to the belief that what we have experienced is a military operation. And of course, you know, the, there are lots of people who can talk about, you know, the various details. Uh, you can go find uh, information online about, uh, you know, gain of function research going on at Fort Detrick um, and, and, and lots of stories, you know, lab leaks, um, other, other types of weaponized, uh, you know, viruses, viruses, bacteria and, and whatnot that, that have gone on there. But um, there's a phrase that people should understand, which is uh, the military entertainment complex. And, you know, why is it that we wouldn't have more artists, you know, thinking for themselves or, or at least projecting that they're thinking for themselves and having all the different thoughts that you would think artists would be having? Um, I, I think that relationship might, you know, underlie part of this because, um, you know, when they want to put out a lot of money, uh, we, well, we know that, that Congress passed a bill pushing a billion dollars to influencers and a lot of that money went to media influencers mm -hmm. um but to but to the news um everything else but i i you know the, the dod shadow budget is larger than the budget that we even know about if if catherine austin fits this right and the amount of uh, of influence they could have pushed through that whole system if they wanted to for one historic operation and i believe that that's taking place Totally. Yeah. And, uh, there's an example of that uh, I can pull up um, in a minute, maybe while we're listening to the next um, song uh, that involves one of the mechanisms, I think, by which the federal government in Canada controlled the arts industry in that regard. But we'll get to that. Tonica, I really want to um, share the Sound of Silenced Science song. I haven't watched it yet uh it looks like it was brand new as of yesterday if i'm not mistaken um 
what are we about to listen to? I know I saw Jay Cooey say that he saw his face or his name in the video. Can you give us any info before we take a listen to this? Yeah, uh, well, going back to Operation Uplift, some of the late, you know, we, we have uh, a member who had a karaoke Friday, you know, just to keep up the spirit of the camaraderie of the group and, and we'll do parodies of songs. Um, and that was really the inspiration behind us getting together and trying something like that. So four of us got together, uh, somebody wrote the lyrics, then the rest of us lended our voices and we created this um, Sound of Silence Science video, which the intention behind it was to shine a spotlight on how many people actually are speaking out. I think that um, most people in the normal world don't really quite realize they, they've heard of maybe Malone or they've heard of Kirsch and how they're censored. They go on Wikipedia and they go, oh, they are conspiracy theories, these guys. But Anti-science, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they haven't really realized the, the, the scope of how many folks are saying, legitimate folks, not, not, not even artists who don't understand science, legitimate folks who have these backgrounds who are saying something is seriously wrong. We need to stop and halt this program. Uh, we need to relook at all of our societies and institutions and who do we trust and how do we build these um, trustless societies. I saw the Kevin uh, video that you guys did the other day and, and I'm all about trustless uh, systems and, and institutions at this point. Um, and so we put together this uh, video of shining a spotlight. And then it came to really Substack, which has been the migration point for all journalists and writers and even artists like me who sort of haven't done any of that before and gone like, you know, I need to talk to somebody. Um, all right. Well, let's take a listen then with all of that in mind. I'm very excited. Uh, let's get this here. Okay. Here we go. Hello, darkest MSM. I've come to face you once again. Because the horror steadily streaming grew seeds of fear while I was sleeping. And the nightmares you planted in my brain were sustained when you signed the science. In quarantine, I walked alone down the halls of my own In the halo of a hazel cone I wore a mask cause I was in the throne Then my mind was stabbed With the thought of its own free will I tried until I understood the science and on the evening news I saw Ten million people, maybe more People sharing without thinking People aping without listening People spewing hate 
fair <laughs> i know that i did not include a lot of people that i even looking at the last there's just so many folks who have put their lives on the line and of course zef is not going to really see this fight um come through well you know his spirit will see it but i'm saying that you know his physical body is going to miss out on seeing what what we're all putting in here You know, I have to say, um, there's so many folks who are writing on Substack now that are really sacrificing careers and energy and time and finances to make it happen. And um, we, we get lost in this. The world is scary and there's a lot of fear porn out there. And I and I think this is why I appreciate, Brayden, the, the, this, this, the songs that you're putting out, because it's very important to talk about hope. And it's very important to talk about how much fun and why we're doing this, because otherwise, why are we doing this shit for all this sacrificing if it's not for the joy that it is out there in the world? Yeah. And, yeah. And what are we fighting for? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Brayden, because um, you did, you have now wound up uh, more explicitly uh, mm -hmm. addressing uh, 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 in your lyrics uh, certain yeah. things. Um, before now, I want to turn to one of those uh, songs, but I just want to share. Uh, I pulled up uh, the Canada Council for the Arts page on our Campfire Wiki because I was going in and I'm in the process of actually applying for grants uh, in part so that Braden and I can produce our next albums. Um, and I've never done this before, actually. So I was rather surprised, uh, not surprised, actually, to see, um, as you see, I've written here, grants provided by the Canada Council are contingent on the applicant agreeing to follow any public health measures as set by reliable government authorities. 
That's my paraphrase, but we're going to pull up the actual source just to make sure, you know, I'm not making stuff up. So that is challenging because if you're a musician and you're reliant on government funding, which I think is sort of mostly the reality uh, these days uh, in the form of grants and income support and your ability to continue not only just making music, but your ability to continue paying your bills is dependent on your not speaking up or challenging the uh, reliable health authorities uh, dictates, then you may not even have a choice but to just follow what they say. It, it, even if you want to, it may be a matter of life and death for you or your family or, or, or you know, having a home or not. So I think this is the same model that was applied to every industry in different forms, because we now, you know, the question early on was, okay, so if this is all true and there are, you know, big questions about the science or, or the medical practices here, then why aren't more doctors speaking up? And now I think we pretty much know in part the answer, which is even those that want to oftentimes have mortgages to pay. And they can't justify sacrificing their children's well-being, you yeah. know, for what they think might be the right thing to do. And to a degree, I, I think we can all somewhat understand that. Um, but I think that model was applied basically to every industry. Uh, what do you guys think? Does that ring true? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. Like, and, and you're right. I think and it, the problem is, I think, with music is... Um, like whoever is behind this operation <laughs> they know have the power of music so they know that um artists are influential um it, it influences policies it influences uh pop culture it influences um you know all these things so to have control over over what's you know, more more or less, what not what's being said, but what's not being said. That's that's the most important thing. I think I, I think we were talking yesterday, uh, musicians and comedians. Yeah, <laughs> they're the they're the they're the powerful voices because you know it almost it almost is like they can have a, like a bit of a free pass because it's oh it's just entertainment or ah, it was just a joke or it was you know this is for ah, it's just a lyric or you know something like that and that's why all throughout history i think i think those have been you know those, those stand the test of time in hindsight looking back when you see oh my goodness that person said this and this song and that person said this and and that comedy sketch and they got away with it they were yeah. allowed to say that <laughs> right yeah, there's a shield there's like a cultural uh a shield of acceptance yeah. and i think part of that is also those are where new ideas are formed as well you know that's yeah. that's where radical new ideas are tested you know it's on stage and if a crowd you know reacts positively then it's sort of a cultural permission permission slip to continue thinking those things and i don't know about you guys there are a couple of comedians that i've seen for example i think it's jim brewer jim brewer yeah who has now gone full exp like he he's saying very funny stuff that is totally true and the crowd goes wild and there, i think that's, that's hilarious it's the, it's some of the funniest comedy i've seen in the last two years and and tyler he's smith tyler yeah. smith oh 
Have you, have, did you guys see his latest stand-up? It's really spot on. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, Braden. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'll have to look into him too. Uh, but it, he's talked about, you know, people at, after the show coming up to him and just saying, thank you, thank you. You know, like, just like, just like, thank you so much. And he's like, I'm just the court jester. Like I'm <laughs> making fun. I'm not, you know, like he's so, so he's so humble too. Right. Like, he's just like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm not in this for like, you know, uh, to be a hero or anything. I'm just trying to make jokes. Well, the Overton window has been made so small for people, yeah. right. That it's, it's just a relief. You know, they feel the, the release of the, the, the Python, you know, the constriction and um, yeah. So they want to, and, and it's especially nice to feel it together with other people sometimes too, right? And, um, you know, I'm going to steal, man, I'm going to steal, man, something, um, you know, it, it, it's horrible what's happened in many ways. Um, I, I, I keep wondering, is there is there some intention of good within all of this, right? Because almost nothing in the world is entirely good, entirely evil. Um, and, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, artists, um, you know, having their, their, you know, pay manipulated by the government. I, I wonder if, um, if it is possible that, uh, there is such a shift and, and I'm, I'm not even really talking about like the great reset. Let's, let's leave that, leave that out of our minds. Let's pretend that never existed. Um, you know, the world economic system may be crashing down. It may be breaking to a degree. We don't know to what degree. Uh, at that point, do you need to somehow test people and tell mm -hmm. them, you know, um, uh, test them to see the, the degree to which they are willing to not be dependent on a system that won't be able to support them tomorrow? And we don't know how quickly that tomorrow is coming. And, uh, the, and you know. Um, say what you will about uh, the, the deep state and the military. And I do believe that both of them are very involved in planning a lot of what's happened for the past um, three years. But, uh, you know, I, I keep wondering is, you know, is it perhaps the case that there is some um, social engineering, you know, uh, perhaps misguided, but, but possibly even with an intent to, um, to create some sort of strength by helping people remember again that they're free. And, and I, I'm just tossing it out because it was just a thought that occurred to me. Yeah, I like that. It, even if it's not intentional, I think that's kind of what's happening, like reverse psychology. Even if it's not intentional, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like reverse psychology. It's like, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to speak. Wait, why not? Well, now I want to. Yeah, <laughs> so it's almost like force people. Whether to or not it was intentional, you know, you're you're finding the strength to to yeah. separate yourself from it. Yeah, uh, I, I actually. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> I wanted to piggyback on that thought because I've had a lot of thoughts lately about how our microbiome. There's so much going on in our bodies, and how the Earth is kind of like a human body with all of us and animals and plants that are part of its my, you know, microbiome, and how that you know if there's pressure that needs to um, be the catalyst for a, a species to evolve that that includes because we're such aware uh, 
we're species of such awareness that that also includes the spiritual and the mental level. And that psychopathy, in a way, is putting that pressure on us to evolve. Look how many people are waking up. Mm -hmm. How many people are just sort of looking at all this going like, oh, something is wrong with the way our society is run. All the institutions that have been pillars of society are starting to degrade, whether that's political or economic, um, you know, religious, you know, all these things that have helped society up are kind of going like, oh, everything's corrupt. We need to balance out the earth. And um, that's why maybe these psychopaths exist to help us get there. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, it, it's always been a mystery. Why do you have psychopaths in a population? And and that that may very well be it. Um, you know, perhaps within each each tribe, um, there was there was uh, an equilibrium. Um, yeah, that I, I think that was the right word. But also, uh, sort of a game theoretic test. If, if there's not someone testing you internally, and uh, you know, metal sharpens metal. Um, there's not someone testing you internally. Perhaps you don't overcome the challenges that may be external when you have to compete against other intelligent and competitive forces. You know, and this is it's it's this strikes me as sort of like cultural eugenics. And hear me out because it, you're you're right. The result, whether this is intentional, as Matthew suggests, or whether Braden, uh, it's it's sort of just the end result, no matter what. It is the strong gist or the most individual thinking people or however you want to describe it that would be the ones to very simply put to overcome those sets of challenges so the result is a uh and it's hard to think in these terms because i don't think i'm a psychopath but in theory you'd wind up with the strongest remaining population but you'd also wind up with the people most pissed off at you (laughs) so i'm not totally sure what the logic would be and maybe that's what requires a bit of psychopathy in order to understand. But then you can go a level further and say, all right, maybe this doesn't make sense in human terms. And it's, it's, that's where, well, that's where religion seems to have a lot of uh, questions answered. And everyone has a, their own set of beliefs about what goes on beyond the human element. Um, but, you know, Braden mentioned Futch earlier. He was the teacher that, um, that I had at Nimbus at the time. And so, we were at Nimbus. Uh, Nimbus is the school of recording where we did the album. And so we, as a trio, became uh, very close. And he has this um, this uh, story or this theory, this alleged uh, story, um, that uh, there was this, I guess you'd call him like a deep, 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 deep state kind of guy who came and did this super exclusive interview and revealed this thing that he called the hidden hand yeah and i file it in the realm of complete metaphor but the metaphor is that we uh as as individual parts of the larger um unity other you know self universe looking in at itself whatever we're all here to live out our days and and be good but there are other parts of ourselves, you know, other beings in this higher dimension who have come down and their only purpose is to mess stuff up mm-hmm. and to give us the the firewood that we need to then become the blaze, you know, to, to throw the curveball that's required to hit that home run. And like I said, I, I think it's sort of a, a metaphor, but I like how it it sort of allows you to frame you're stepping out of the problem and becoming the solution, which is to say there are, uh, you know, people who make decisions that just don't make sense, or there are forces at work beyond 
the human ability to control that result in these complicated situations. So what is my role in moving things in the right direction? Like, what is my role in being the good guy here? And um, sort of uh, allowing yourself to not be stuck with the bad decisions of others. Um, uh, that, that thought sort of went um, everywhere there. But Braden, where did you go from uh, not explicitly talking about this to choosing to, you know, instead of just silenced whispers in the recording studio, yeah, to more publicly talking, and then we'll play one of the songs. Yeah, that I think is it Plain Sight. <laughs> I was going to ask you which one. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, I think Plain Sight. That's kind of deals with what we we're talking about about every institution uh, all the institutions uh doing the same thing right and just being like and i think that's what it was for me uh just realizing coming to terms with like um well i i kind of took a step back for a little while i was like hey i'm i'm crazy i should keep this to myself and then you kind of uh came out <laughs> as a, you know like you're uh, uh as Every, a loon <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like well you call it your awakening uh experience you're just set I remember you calling me on the phone one day. And you're just like, Brayden, I want to apologize. Everything you said was true. And there's more. <laughs> and I was like, what? I met this weird guy on the internet named Matthew. And there's this girl named Tonica. And I think we're in a cult now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I guess we're anti-science or no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And I was just like, wait. So, um, and then you were showing me things and uh, stuff I hadn't even considered. And I was like, wow. Hey, maybe I was onto something. So um, I don't know. It's just kind of like a, a slowly, um, yeah. It was it's kind of a slow evolution of just like, um, okay. And then um, the mandates came, like the vaccine mandates, and I, you know, that pissed me off. And then, <laughs> you know, seeing it just things got worse and worse. And then uh, it, it was it was really the the freedom convoy that that I was just like, hey, everybody's. Like I, I'm exploding. I need to just, I need to get this out there in music. <laughs> so that that's what inspired this EP. So let's play the song. And then I, I do want to talk about the Freedom Convoy specifically, because that was quite an event. Um, yeah. So let's throw this in here. This is Plain Sight. <laughs>
soul and society with fear and anxiety No more lateral violence, I'm done with taking it silently All your power and corruption we see through your games It all stops when we say we won't keep living that way No more control in society with fear and anxiety No more lateral violence, I'm done with taking it silently We are not your slaves to indoctrinate Until the truth is out, I'ma stand here and say Don't look to the left or look to the right The ones who divide us to take our rights Look at the truth, we're sitting in plain Society with fear and anxiety, no more lateral violence. I'm done with taking it silently. All your power and corruption, we see through your games. It all stops when we say we won't keep living that Don't way. Look to the left or look to the right. The ones who divide us and take our rights. Look at the truth, we see it in plain sight. Now we're living this life, we gotta put up a fight. Don't look to the left or look to the right. The ones who divide us and take our rights. See it ain't right, see it in plain sight. If we're living this life, what do we put up a fight? So a little, a, a little different. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so can you, yeah, run us through that. So what all are you talking about there? The the biggest one that that uh, jumps out to me, the virus is fear. That's a very yeah. obvious message you're sending. The, the virus um, is fear, but love is just as infectious as uh, uh, what what my uh, it, what the, the lyric in the second verse. But yeah, this this was just like. Uh, I mean, don't look to the left or le like the left or right wing, you know, every just kind of this is kind of my more cons conspiracy rap, rap, just like everything is just kind of um, being played by the same people. Uh, all this, all it's, you know, kind of infiltrated all of the systems, entertainment, education, religion, like all these systems. I'm seeing the same trends play out where it's uh, fear and guilt and shame and like these low vibrations. And I'm just like. I don't like it. I'm gonna yell about it. I'm gonna yell about it. <laughs> so that's that was kind of uh, you know where that song kind of came from. Just kind of that that place of like you know um, I, I like I like to look at the scale of of uh, uh, vibrational frequency because um, when you when you're aware that like the lowest states fear, guilt, and shame, um, you know that's what's being, you know, the propaganda on the news and politicians, celebrities, it's all put, you know, keep you and you in that state. So, um, you know, uh, a little bit further up, um, you get to anger. <laughs> and so that was, you know, uh, me coming a little bit, a little bit up the scale to uh, now fighting back. And, you know, eventually anger is still a lower, lower state, but uh, eventually it's to, it's to propel you into, um you know some of those higher things like acceptance and then love and enlightenment and uh you know uh, peace and all those things so um yeah that, that was kind of what what i was what i was kind of envisioning with that song just like you know seeing that that just like just that like gross energy 
you know, that, that, um, of, of fear. Yeah. And so it's like a rung in a ladder that you have to climb. And so that was a catharsis to get rid of some of that lower energy such that you can then reach for the neck. That's interesting. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. And so it was just like fear is, you know, um, you know, being, being, you know, kind of shoved in our faces. And then, uh, and if you don't, if you're not scared, then shame on you. So it's just like that fear, there's the shame just over and over. Right. And it's, so that was just me like, you know, let's, let's, let's get out of that. Let's, let's fight back. Let's get out of this, this, uh, this, um, gross energy. <laughs> and sometimes it's such a good indicator, uh, that something is seriously wrong. Like you need yeah. anger. And anger propels work when it's channeled correctly, right? I mean, you know, you know, some people can go off, go off the rails with it, but it's it's uh, something that people need in order to focus and make the next thing happen. A lot of times, yeah, it's a thin line between. I think if you anger channel and put it, focus it, it can do some great benefit. But if you turn it into hatred, that's the line that you can't cross over. Uh, Once you turn into hatred, you've kind of lost the fight there. Oh, yeah. Which I believe is why some of the, sorry to turn it back into vaccinated and unvaccinated folk, but some of the vaccinated folk turned that really channeled that anger towards folks who weren't jabbed yeah. to um, condemn us sort of, and it turned sour. And I think that that's it. They lost the fun of it. <laughs> I mean, if you follow the fun as a good indicator for your joy in life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's on both uh, sides of the spectrum too, because I know uh, early on before me and Liam were, uh, uh, I, I remember we were out and about and, and a lady was, uh, um, kind of, uh, get, she mem- remember she was, uh, uh, the dangers of mask wearing. She handed us this little pamphlet and yeah. she was very polite, very sweet. And you said, you know what, because the information was presented in a nice and not aggressive manner, not a take your mask off, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to listen to her. Um, and so it's it's both sides of the spectrum, just like, you know, where we have a responsibility to um, also not react, even though it's 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 hard because the, a lot of that that uh, um, anger and shame and fear is directly at, you know, and the unvaccinated or the conspiracy theories or whatever you want, whatever labels. Right. They it is being aimed at you. It is yeah. being aimed at you offensively. Yeah, but so to react. It, it, it's it's tough not to be a little bit reactive, but you're you know it, it it is something that we have to work to control. Yeah, and that's the point is if if we play into that game of all right, well I'll name call you back, I'll I'll react also with anger, fight fire with fire. We don't win. <laughs> you don't win that way. If you you know respond with you know uh, love and forgiveness, that goes a lot further. That's hard to do, <laughs> but that goes way further. That's a good point. Well, I think, uh, unfortunately, because we had a late start, we do have to wrap up uh, on schedule. And I think um, I would really like to not only talk with you guys again, but there's so many other artists that we could bring to the table and hear their perspectives as well and just continue this discussion of, um, you know, we're, we're going to wind up with so many different genres of music um, and, and, and not just music, but the other forms of art um, that I think uh, we yeah, we, we could continue this discussion quite well. So let's, we have a couple things to do before we actually end, but very first, I want to ask you guys, do you have any final thoughts? Um, and also part two, can people find you? Tonica, let's, let's start with you. Final thoughts. 
Yeah, I think it's important for people to find the courage to start saying something. Folks who, um, you know, went, came out public and sacrificed, and, and it's been a difficult year, but uh, I think science and facts have sort of come to our aid in, in, in showing what we've been saying for the past year. But I think it's just as important folks who have changed their mind uh, recently. I saw a story of that doctor. And, you know, that takes a lot of courage, too, to, to be the person... You know, when, when you're dancing alone at the dance party and it's really frightening, but then somebody else joins that, that second person that joins the parties <laughs> has, has a little bit of courage to overcome as well. Um, so yeah, have the courage to speak out. Now is the time. Um, and courage comes from a place of love, not fear. So uh, there's so many people that I love that have, um, ha have been on the fence uh, about what's going on and I want to encourage them to, to say something. That's, um, that's my message. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as where to find me, I'm now on Substack. Um, I don't really do my, a lot of social media because um, people who I know actually personally in life don't care for my new, <laughs> for my new calling. So I'm at visceraladventure.substack.com. I want to also um, really say a big shout out to the, the, the four ladies that brought the sound of silence together. I want to say hello to Diane, Robin, who wrote the lyrics, and Sage, who uh, put the first track down, and Robin's daughter, who lends us our, that mezzo-soprano that you hear in the song. Um, well done, ladies. Yeah. Well done, That's indeed. Great. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it, it was beautiful. I, I was actually wondering, uh, like, uh, I, I was wondering, who, you know, who you got to sing with you. Uh, or, or whether or not you you would have like recorded yourself over and over again, but uh, you answered that that question for us. Yeah. Um. It, it you know that's 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 uh, I, I love Operation Uplift. Like I, I had no idea where that was going. Um. You know, when we all started to to sort of get together, I was just like, hey, I'm just going to cast a net. There have to be all these other people out there who who want to uh, you know to get together and uh, and discuss what's going on share evidence and and we've collected thousands of pages of, of research you know amongst us over uh, more than a year and and I, I still like it took me months to sort of figure out who the heck Liam was because I would just see his icon pop up in my notes reading my note files over and like every <laughs> single day every day who is this guy who is going through my notes every single day but um, um, but yeah, and and um, I, I want to mention this, Tanika. Um, when you told me about making the the sad world video, I, I mean, and, you, and you're, you know, uh, you're you're very modest about it. You just have such broad artistic talents. And but you're right that that when when it's your calling, that's when the projects become easier, right? That's when you that's when we all learn how to do something. Um, you know, uh, raise our competence level up. Um, is when it is when it is our project, right? Um, but, uh, I, I bought you a guitar <laughs> because if you can, if you can just pick up a, a ukulele and do that, <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I thought, well, you know, what, what tool could I put in Tonica's hands? Um, that's wild, Matthew. Uh, well, well, thank you. I, you know, I'm awful at receiving any kind of gifts. Um, <laughs> Uh, thank you, really, from the bottom of my heart. I it, there will be a, a clear intention to learn how to play the guitar now. <laughs> well, do we it when have... it's, do it when it's your project, but uh, it should be arriving tomorrow. That's so thank sweet. You. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm really terrible at receiving gifts. I just, <laughs> Especially on the air. We've all received your gifts. I really appreciate it. Wow. Well, Braden, I hate to say it. I didn't buy you a guitar. <laughs> uh, but, you did for wait, my birthday. Buy, buy him a beer. Ha, have some uh, blood of tyrants wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've got the second bottle ready to go. Um, I did buy you some mushroom coffee for your birthday, so that'll have to do. I had a cup of that, of that this morning. <laughs> nice. Um, so, Brayden, now I know you have to get going. What about you? Any final thoughts and where can people find you? Yeah, everything I've already said. Um, but, yeah, I think I think my link to my Spotify and uh, YouTube are up there. And um, you recently you just helped me get uh, started on Rumble. Like, I was trying to navigate uh, Rumble. So there I am, safe space with Brayden. I'm just beginning to work up the courage to uh, um, make videos that I've been planning on doing. Uh, even before, before COVID, I wanted to uh, make uh, uh, safe spaces for mental health um uh, kind of kind of a uh, um, life coaching slash um you know maybe a bit of comedy maybe a bit of uh, a little bit of everything but um yeah uh, now my focus is kind of on mental and spiritual health uh in um during these apocalyptic end times quote in air quotes um but yeah in in the context that we're in so talking a little bit talk, about conspiracies, about, um, you know, spiritual ideas, mental health ideas, and just, you know, feeling safe, feeling safe in those spaces. Uh, so that, that's kind of, I have not started, <laughs> but my channel's there. So I want to, I want to start there. Liam's been uh, helping me, um, encouraging me to, yeah, get it out there, get it out there. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. What, if, what, what do people think I'm crazy? So I'm going to do it. I'm going to, so there it is. There's the link. So now it's out there. Now people will know that I'm going to do it. <laughs> and, and to be clear, you are a trained social worker in the beginning yeah. stages of your career. So this is in fact, very much in alignment with what you want to be doing, right? Yeah. My background is social work. And um, the, the cool thing uh, for me, uh, you know, not, not to ramble on too much, but uh, for social work, it looks at um, broader systems, um, you know, as compared to with just psychology, which looks at um, the individual um, and and what might be you know uh, mental impairments, uh, social work looks at that as well as the broader systems. So I'm looking at the broader systems in terms of you know uh, <laughs> you know might not be acceptable by mainstream social work. Uh, so it, my my you know my goal would be to make this uh, eventually uh, my my own business at at some point down the road. That would be that would be uh, my dream. Would be to um, eventually turn this into an actual practice. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to be making videos there, just sharing content, sharing, you know, information that I find interesting and I've been wanting to talk about. And yeah, just put it out there. See who see who likes to listen. <laughs> Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. And like I said, we're, we're certainly going to have you back for more discussions because there's so much more to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you again. And um, have a fantastic rest of the day. And thank you for your patience as we worked out those technical difficulties at the beginning. Um, and uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to kick you guys out of the thing now. Tonica's got, got a guitar to learn how to play. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you, Matthew. Nice to meet you, Brayden. Amazing. So nice to meet you. Okay. So there we go, Matthew. Uh, did you enjoy the music we got to listen to today?
Oh yeah, for sure. And and oh gosh, the, the, that playlist. Uh, I've listened to it all the way through, but uh, you know, there, there's no, you know, it's eleven out. It's more than eleven hours long. There's so much there, so I didn't really focus on every song. There's so I, I'm going to put it in the article where we, you know, have this video. Um, you can put the link. Uh, uh, can you do that? Can you put the make sure the link is there for everybody else? Um, yeah. You know, uh, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of exploring down that list. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of the songs I like. You know, I, you know th there's so much there. It's not going to be everybody's taste. Every song, of course, but. Um, um, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's a fun list. It's a good list. Um, it, it makes me feel a little bit more free somehow. So, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Well, I, yeah, I haven't skimmed it yet myself. There are a couple songs that I've come to, uh, hold there. Um, there was the one, um, I believe it's called welcome to the revolution and it, it was, uh, released, uh, and a music video was conjunction um, the Ron Johnson hearings on vaccine injury. And um, I, I think Maddie DeGaray might be in it uh, and a number of other folks. Um, High res and Jimmy Levy. Yeah, that's on that's, correct. that's on the track list here. Yeah, that, that one may go down in history. That was the first one I heard um, that was like this. And then there's another one that I, I mentioned to you that I hope is on there, which is called Progress by, I think it's John Taylor. Um, and it, it's kind of like Brain was saying, don't look to the left, don't look to the right. Let's just, come on, leave us alone. We'll all be just fine. Um, that one's not on there yet, but I can I can add. I was given authority to, to add. Oh, to nice. This, so we'll, I'll, we'll I'll send some suggestions then. Sounds good. Um, so let's, let's just remind people, you can support the show in a couple of ways. First, like you're doing, just watching the show. Come here, you wait for the live stream to start. You don't know how much that means to us, especially as you work with us uh, through the technical difficulties as we continue. Yeah, to join our channels. We, 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 you know, we've got more and more content now. And, um, and I'm, I'm going to be coming on at night sometime, um, kind of going kind of raw with a lot of the evidence of a lot of the research that uh, we've been doing for over two years now. And um, th there's going to be a lot that will be unique to those conversations. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired of... Um, of not connecting well enough with uh, the people who are, you know, the big media agents, uh, e you know, big, even for, for our resistance, uh, yeah. we're going to have some unique conversations. Yeah. So keep an eye out for those. You can also of course, become a paid member of the running the Earth Substack. fantastic way to support the shows. And um, when you're watching on rumble, there's these wonderful things called rumble rants. You can drop, you guys know this by now, same with Rockfin tip. And in fact, someone gave a lovely tip on that math video that we uploaded there. I thought that was wonderful. People seem to like when you teach them math. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like I said, most of all, thank you for watching. And um, with your permission, Matthew, especially because we're just a little bit short on the time we usually spend, I have one song of my own that I, uh, that I created specifically with this situation in mind. And, and if it's okay with Do you, it. I'd love to play it out. It. I'd love to have that be our ender. Okay. Do it. In that case, thank you all so much. We will see you on uh, the other side of whatever we're doing today. And uh, it's Tuesday today. I'll be here on Friday. Matthew may be going live sometime this week. Thank you again. I've been Liam Sturgis, and you're the best.
Are you ready? We don't care what you're 
Thank you.